0: just worship this
1: Against you, if you have strongholds maybe that have latched onto you and won't let go, you need to understand that what Jesus did on the cross, He settled all that for you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53 that He was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquity. The necessity that we have peace was laid upon Him, and with His stripes we're healed. And if you really look at that, what Jesus was doing is he was providing for every single aspect of our lives when he went to the cross. And when he took on death, and when he took on death, he, he took on our sins. And when he took on death, he took on the nature of sin in us. And when he took on death, he took on a disease and sickness and problems and issues and circumstances. When he took on death, he took on that internal conflict that we struggle with and, and deal with in an everyday existence. And listen, I want to tell you, the devil, circumstances, the enemy, people, situations, the world, life in general, may come at you hard. But I just want to tell you something. Jesus is bigger. Jesus is greater. Jesus is better. And there is nothing he can't do so we want to receive communion this morning this is the part of our worship experience where we like to do that if you'll turn in your seat there's a little package that should be there for you if not just reach around and ask somebody that has one of these blue shirts on and just say hey can you get me one of those packages if i could get everybody to look at me real quick after you've done that If you're here with us today and you haven't made a decision to follow Christ yet in your life, maybe you're kind of seeking things out, you're wondering about things, maybe you just came here to visit today. Uh, I want you to know if you're a believer, you're more than welcome to have communion with us. We have an open communion here. But if you're not a believer, then I want to encourage you, don't don't be offended or put off by this. It's just a moment where we take time in our service to to really focus on what Jesus did for us in particular. We could talk about a lot of things today. We're going to do a lot of different things today. But we don't want to forget one thing very important. That Jesus died on the cross in place of us, paid the penalty for our sins. That he went in the grave, dead. That he, before he ascended to God, he descended into the depths of the earth. He took captivity captive and he set the captives free. And then on the third day, he burst through that tomb and killed death and gave us liberty and freedom in our life so we don't ever want to forget it and we always want to particularly remember it every single time we worship so if you if you if you're in if you if you like I don't, i'm not a part of that today because i haven't made that decision it's okay i would encourage you to go to our website yoursummitchurch.com and it gives you all an explanation about it and even helps you understand if if, if you need to make a decision to follow christ and so i would encourage you to do that uh before the day is out god is so good You know, the Apostle Paul writes in one of the epistles, he says, thank God for Jesus. You know, every day in my prayer time, I I do that because Jesus means so much to me. He's done so much for me. I can't even, there would be no way for me to describe what Jesus has done for me. There, There would be no way to describe how far I've come from in my life. All I know is that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I'd be right now. But I thank God for freedom. I thank God for joy. I thank God for peace. I thank God for salvation. I thank God for forgiveness. I thank God for mercy. I thank God for grace. I thank God for all the beautiful and wonderful things he does for us. And he did all of them through Jesus. So if you want to know the nature of God, the heart of God, who God is, look at Jesus. So today, if you'll just peel that top off, this is not the normal way we do it. And someday, hopefully soon, we'll do it like we get to come to the front and do it as a family and all of that. But for right now, this is the way we do it. Jesus was celebrating the Passover with his disciples. He took the bread in his hand. And he said, this is my body broken for you. And he was saying to them, look, I'm about to go through something. But it's not just what it seems to be. You're going to see it as a crucifixion, as an execution of an innocent man. But what you don't understand is there's a bigger picture. And he was trying to get them to understand the bigger picture is salvation for humanity. And he passed that bread around and he said... Every time you get together, do this in remembrance of me. And then he passed the cup and he said, this is my blood, a symbol of my blood shed for you. The Bible tells us, and we know through all the Old Testament and the sacrifices and the rituals and all of that, that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. The thing that's different about Jesus' blood being shed and just some animal sacrifice blood being shed is that. The animal sacrifice, all it did was it appeased that judgment future. In other words, it pushed those sins up, but it didn't deal with them, forgive them, change them, move them, get them out. But when Jesus shed his blood, the Bible said he was the perfect spotless lamb and the high priest. And in that one act, what he did is he made sacrifice once and for all for us. So that not only our sins would be uh, eradicated for a year and have to do it all over again next year and have to do it again next year. No, no, no. He made a way for us to ask him to come into our life, commit ourselves to him, and he could change all that, re- deliver us from sin. And, and, and when we fall, all we have to do is go to him as the advocate to, to us and say, I, I need your help. Forgive me. I'm sorry. And you know what he does? He, he forgives. And the Bible says not only He forgives, He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. No one ever has to pay the penalty again. If you're thinking today, you need to pay some kind of penalty for things you've done, you don't have a penalty. It's been paid. All you need to do is believe on Him. So when you receive this today, I want you to remember what Jesus did for you. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Father, we receive these sacraments now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: You can receive. Praise Jesus.
1: Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house today. We thank you most for what we're about to do. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. In Jesus' name, we're so grateful. All right, so everybody, you can be seated for just a moment, but I don't want you to be seated for long, because we're going to do something that is our favorite thing to do here at Summit Church, because it's the best thing you could possibly do. Yeah. So here's the deal. We're going to water baptize some people this morning, and so you understand what this is. If you don't, this is about making a public profession of our faith. People who are about to be baptized this morning are people who have said, I I have asked God to come into my life, I've committed my life to follow Him, and I've received what He came to do for me, and now I want everybody to know it. And so we have some different folks that are going to be doing this right now, but let me just say something, we don't just golf clap over baptisms, y'all. This is somebody made a decision to move their life in the direction of eternity, to move their life in the direction of Jesus, to follow Him. So look, so here at Summit, we go berserk when it comes to somebody being water baptized. So I want you to feel free to just clap and applaud and stand and do whatever when each one of these people make this decision to follow Christ. Pastor Scotty. All
3: right. Hey, everybody. Uh, We have Miss Chloe Griffith here, and she's made a very important decision. (laughs) All right, Chloe, have you um, accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? All right, we now baptize you by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. decision that you'll ever make because you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you want to declare it to everyone here today in the world that you follow Jesus. Would you cover your mouth? Christ. Amen. That's the best decision that you'll ever make. And because you've given your life to Jesus Christ, and because you've chosen to share that with all these people in the world, it is my privilege and honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son. Life to Jesus Christ, and you've chosen to declare to all these people in the world, it is now my privilege and honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: to your family we praise you for all that you've done for them we give you glory we magnify you come on one more just give him a big shout give him a big praise yeah god is good let's worship
4: Father, we come into your presence today so thankful for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. God, as we look back on what you did in 2020, Father God, I pray that we remember the goodness of God. Although everything wasn't good, everything was working for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Amen. Are you glad to be in church today? Hallelujah. Let's take a look at the screen and look back at what God did in 2020.
1: Summit Church, you have allowed God to work in a big way through you. One thing is evident, that God's faithful through every season of life, and he's still working in a powerful way right here in our world. One way you made a difference was through our iHeart Canyon initiative, where some churches and businesses here in Canyon came together to provide $25,000 in funds to help 100 food service and salon workers due to the impact of COVID-19 right here in our community. Of that amount because of your generosity summit we were able to give ten thousand dollars to that it's amazing to think of how generous you are we've hosted three blood drives here in our gym during the pandemic to help with the shortage of blood donations in march so 267 lives were saved through these blood drives. that's amazing your generosity also provided a total of 150 backpacks filled with supplies to Canyon High School and 75 backpacks filled to Lakeview Elementary. We also provided over a thousand items to snack pack for kids to help feed children in need in our area. There were 350 masks made by a group of volunteers here in our church to just help during the pandemic. Because of your heart to serve and give, our foster care Christmas outreach still happened. We were still able to bless 51 children along with the staff and leaders of the Aero organization. We also blessed 10 foster kids with brand new bicycles.
3: This year was another powerful time of summit groups. We saw continued growth and depth. The groups share many stories of healing, support, fellowship, and deep friendships. Because of your generosity, we were able to assist in planting 35 churches in our nation and 22 churches across the globe This year, through our support and relationship with ARC, the Association of Related Churches.
5: This March, we hosted the Watoto Children's Choir from Uganda, Africa. This was an amazing weekend. Summit Church people sponsor a total of 40 children at Watoto, which equals about 1,600 a month. Through offerings, we were able to send approximately $8,000 to Watoto Ministry. Thank you, Summit, for letting God use you in big ways. Because of your willingness, we were able to give support to the following ministry initiatives. Care Net, a pro-life organization. Unleashing Possibilities, a program to help with at-risk single mothers. Snack Pack for Kids, a program that assists with feeding children in need. Amarella Angels, an organization that helps families that foster kids.
3: We provide monthly support for these national and global ministries. The Church Plant Exalt Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. First Fruits of Zion and Ministry in Israel, FCCM in Tucson, Arizona, a church that ministers to the college students and young adults at the University of Arizona. One of our member sons' ministry in ARC, the Association of Related Churches.
5: Summit Church, I'm here to give you the financial report of 2020. What can we say about 2020? We can say good things about it from the church standpoint. Uh, as you can see behind me with the chart. I want to report to you that last year our total income ties, and offering was in excess of $491,000. Uh, and that's without a vision offering because COVID kind of took a, you know, took a little place of that. But we were uh, great stewards of our, of our offerings and tithes and uh, with that we want to say thank you. With that we were able to do uh, offerings within the outreach as well as in reach and our local missionaries uh, that we're able to fund. We're good stewards of our of our operating expenses. Uh, Christy, we continue to take care of that. We've created some income from our gym, and that, again, shows you our community support that we have, and we also provide. But the biggest thing I'll tell you is with all the uh, things that we had, uh, we continue to be without debt, and uh, we have an excess of over 200,000 in our reserves. So uh, that was a 2020, uh, with our foundation of that, we're really excited to see what's coming for us for 2021. Uh, we're very fortunate and very blessed that uh, because of the blessings and offerings that we're able to do, we're able to bless our good Lord, and the good Lord blesses us by it. So thank you. We're looking forward to 2021. Uh, prayers of blessing prosper over all of us, and we can continue to keep the good blessing as we go. In spite of
1: all the struggles that 2020 brought us, we kept moving forward, church. Through church online and church in person, we've seen over 200 people come to know Jesus. Through your serving and giving, you made an eternal difference in the lives of these people. Thank you for not only helping impact the Panhandle area, but the world around us. Thank you for loving the church and engaging in its ministry. And thank you for your generosity. It's our prayer that as a result of your generosity, Your life will be blessed in every way. It is amazing to see what God has done. And I'm telling you, the best. So good to see you. Man, I'm feeling good. How about you? God has blessed us and we are so thankful for it. Come on, turn your neighbor, look him right in the face, and say, You are blessed. God is so good to us. Well, I want to welcome everybody who's with us here today, whether you're new or you're regular, all here all the time. We just want to say thank you. And I want to encourage you, if you are new here with us today, we want to serve you. It's you know, here at Summit, that's we believe in family, we believe in serving, and we want to be a service to you. And so here's what we'd like for you to do if you're new with us and you want to get connected or you want to know more about Summit Church or what we're doing or what's coming next, then just pick up your phone right now, take your phone out and text NEXT1 to 90 excuse me, 94090. I can never remember that number. What is it 9 What is it 9 four zero nine zero everybody say it together nine four zero nine zero okay so text next one to that and there are a form will come up and you can fill out we have a gift we'd like to send you in the mail and then we're not gonna we're not gonna you know overwhelm you or chase you down or anything like that we just want to be of service to you so thank you and hey man our elders did such a great job uh in that video thank you so much you know i'm so thankful for men of God who serve alongside us and help create vision and prayer cover and ministry for this church I think we ought to take a minute and just thank God for their role in this church thank you gentlemen and I want to say uh, it's good to see elder our elder Jerry Hudson in the room today we're so excited that you're here we love you brother we love you and uh We're going to someday show the outtakes of those videos, and you're going to enjoy every minute of that, let me tell you. Um, So if you'll stand with me in honor of reading God's Word, we're going to get right into the message this morning. I have just a few minutes with you, and I want to say what needs to be said. I want to say what God wants you to hear this morning. It's very important when we go to the Word that we receive something out of it, that we take something from it, that we can walk out of here and say, that changed me, I'm going to pursue that, I'm going to apply that. And so today I want that, this to be a help to you. And what I'm going to try to do is share with you the vision for Summit Church for 2021, what we believe God is wanting us to do and why. And so if you'll read with me... Uh, our text today, it should go up on the screen. You can get your Bible out or your or your device or whatever. And uh, let's read it together. Everybody read it out loud with me. I'm going to be reading out of the uh, Passion Translation just for this passage of Scripture. But if you'll just look up on the screen, you can read it with me. Everyone read. We appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, to instruct those who are not in their place of battle. Be skilled at gently encouraging those who feel... Inadequate. Be faithful to stand your ground. Help the weak to stand again. Be quick to demonstrate patience. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We better read that one again. Be quick to demonstrate patience with everyone. Resist revenge. And make sure that no one pays back evil for evil in the place of evil. But always pursue doing what is beautiful to one another and to all the unbelievers Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. Let joy be your continual feast. Father, we just ask you right now in the name of Jesus to implant your word in our hearts, to stir us up and inspire us to carry your purpose forward. Oh, Jesus, we're so thankful and so grateful for you. Thank you for seeing us through the last year. Thank you for helping us to walk it out. Thank you for for helping us to know your presence. Thank you for giving us peace in the middle of our storm. Now, God, let us take what you've given us and let us use it. Let us use it in the lives of other people. Let us use it in the lives of our neighbors and our family and our friends and our associates and even acquaintances and people we've never met before. Let us use what you've given us to make a difference in the life of someone else. Lord, we give you so much praise and so much glory for your word and for your will. And we surrender to it today. We in advance just say, God, whatever you want for 2021 for me, so be it. Amen to that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man, love you guys. You can be seated. The vision for 2021 for Summit Church is spread the joy. Spread the joy. And today what I want to try to do is to articulate what exactly that means. And not just some ethereal terms that give you an idea about some spiritual concept, but in practical terms about how this can make a difference in your everyday life. And you know, we find Jesus uh, telling us some parables in 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 the New Testament And and what we need to understand is there's not a place, there's not a person, there's not an individual, there's not a family, there's not a business, there's not a, a group of people or one individual person or anybody of any level. It doesn't matter what socioeconomic background we're from, it doesn't matter what race we're from, it doesn't matter what ethnicity we are, it doesn't matter what part of town we live on or what area of the panhandle we come from, it doesn't matter, everybody needs joy. Everybody needs joy. You know, Jesus told us about the, the good Samaritan. He told us about a man who was left half dead in the middle of the road. And the, the, the man who was left half dead in the middle of the road, he was robbed of everything he had. He was beaten. He was stripped and he was just left there to die. And a priest came by and was too busy for him or too righteous for him. A, a, a Levite came by and he had too many busy things. He, he didn't want to be unclean and have to go through all the process. So in, in favor of religion, they failed that man. And then a Samaritan came by. A Samaritan came by and he looked on that man and he cared for that man and he loved that man because that man needed joy. And there was another moment, it wasn't a parable, it was an actual happening in Jesus' life where a man called the rich young ruler came up to Jesus and said, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, you, have you followed the commandments? He said, yes, I follow the commandments. And, and Jesus said, well, go give all you have to the poor and come follow me. Now, this was not a general instruction to everybody, but it wasn't a specific instruction to that man because he knew that that man's money or that man's occupation or that man's identity with his money ruled over him and God did not rule in his life. And even though he was walking a religious line, he was not the person that God had created him to be. So it doesn't matter, and Jesus is showing us very clearly, it doesn't matter where you come from, or what your situation is, or what the problem is in your life, or what issues you have in your life, or if your life is tremendously blessed, or if it's absolutely down in the dumps, it doesn't matter, everybody needs joy. Everybody needs joy. I was watching something last night that I thought was really cool, It's Chip Gaines, y'all probably all know who that is, and Fixer Upper and all that, and he's got this new show where he had met this runner, but he was... He was in this place in his life where he had all this fame, and you know, he's a believer, and he had all this fame, and he had all this money, and they had just quit their show, and he was on a book tour, and he just felt like, this is just, I just feel empty, I feel disconnected, I don't feel well about this, I don't feel good about this. But it was in the connection with this young lady who was a runner who also had cancer. And I watched this whole thing. And it was just like he had to find something to connect to in a practical way that could re-energize and reconnect him with what was important in his life. And I just have to tell you today, that's what we need right now. And we, we were talking about this in our staff this week. We were talking about how we were talking about different things we want to talk about in the year and what we want to communicate and what we feel like people need. And I'm just going to tell you right now, One of the things that I feel like was said in that meeting is it needs to be said this morning, and that is snap out of it. Snap out of it. We've allowed a funk to settle on us, right? We've had some things to deal with. How many of y'all would agree with that? 2020 has been fairly challenging. I don't know if it's been challenging to you, but when you have to have to have a specific thing in your mind with every decision you make, it's challenging. How many would agree? And it stresses you out and it burdens you and it makes you feel overwhelmed and you feel like, what am I going to do? But you know what? We need to leave that behind. And we need to get out of the funk of that. Matter of fact, we should have never got funky to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Turn your neighbor and say, You funky, man. Don't listen. We we, we shouldn't because you know what? Our joy doesn't come from our circumstances. Our peace doesn't come from our circumstances. Our love doesn't come from our circumstances. Our satisfaction, fulfillment in life doesn't come from our circumstances. It comes from the power of God. It comes from the word of God. It comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't really care about any of the other. Oh, you don't care what's going on in the world? Well, of course I care what's going on in the world, but it's not going to affect or influence the way I'm going to do my life. Does that change what God wants me to do? No. Does that change what God wants me to love and what God wants me to be blessed with and how God wants me? No. So everybody, turn to your neighbor right now, look them right in the eye and say, I'm not, some of y'all are like, I'm not doing it. You can't make me, preacher. Well, you missed out on the blessing then. Look them right in the eye and say, snap out of it. What we're going to attempt to do as a church, it may seem minuscule in most people's minds. And and in, and in any other year, I might say, that doesn't even sound like a big deal. But I'm telling you, we want to lead this community, this city, this area to snap out of it. To get that focus back on Jesus and back on purpose and back on life and love and compassion and grace and you know, like this scripture is telling us, we, we, he's saying, instruct those who are not in their place of battle. Listen, get in your place. Get in your position. God wants to use you for kingdom advancement. He said, be, be skilled at gently encouraging those who feel themselves inadequate. I mean, come on. How many of you have felt inadequate what God was asking you to do? How many of you have felt inadequate just doing what you do? But you know what? You're not inadequate. You know why? Because greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yeah, three people really appreciated that. (laughs) I I shouldn't say stuff like that because it sounds like I'm trying to create a sycophantic group of people that would just clap at everything I say. Yeah, see, stop, (laughs) stop it. Bunch of crazy people. He said, be skilled at gently encouraging those who feel themselves inadequate. Be faithful to stand your ground. Oh, man, if there was ever a thing we needed to hear, be faithful to stand your ground. Help the weak to stand again. If you know somebody who's struggled, somebody who's fallen away, somebody who's who's rejected their faith, or somebody who just gave up. Come on, get in there with them and help the weak to stand strong. Help them to get back up and understand God has not left them. It's okay. They're going to be all right. And be quick to demonstrate patience with everyone. Come on, somebody. Say hallelujah. And then he says resist revenge. Mm. Why does God have to get in our business? Resist revenge and make sure that no one pays back evil for evil. Come on, Church. Get the hate out of your heart. Come on i don 't know where you stand on the spectrum of anything, any one of you, whether it you know in po- politics or finance or future or what you 're worried about or concerned about or i have no i 'm not privy to that information but here 's what I am privy to the Word of God, and I can tell you this. That if we allow our circumstances to bring up bitterness and contention and hate in our heart, it will stop us in our tracks. And the very thing that God wanted to do with our life, he cannot do simply because we can't get over personal, interpersonal, and irritants that come to our life and we're constantly trying to get back. I don't know what it is about humanity, what it is about us, that we have allowed our lives to be so infiltrated with ideologies that we constantly want to get back. You did me, I'm going to do you. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. You come at me, you said something. About me man, if you have that in your heart, let me just challenge you, get off social media. I'm serious. get off. If you've got that in your heart, get off. but I'm standing for. It. No, you're not. you're hurting yourself. Yes. Yes. Somebody's got to stand. Stand the way God wants us to stand. Loving people, standing the joy, standing for what's right, standing for truth, articulating those things in a God kind of way, in a God kind of spirit. But let's not let the funk that's on everything else. And everybody listen, we we don't need to let all of that get on us. We're not of this world. This is not our home. Our home is in heaven. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm going to heaven. And right now, here's what I'm doing: I am an ambassador. I am an ambassador for heaven to earth. And what am I doing? Am I representing Christ the way he wants me to represent him? Spread the joy. Spread the joy. Spread the joy. He said, let joy be your continual feast. Have y'all ever been on a cruise? There's one thing that's awesome when you go on a cruise. You just eat all the time. If you weren't overweight... When you went, you will be when you leave. I mean, you don't do anything, but you just walk around. You just go to these excursions. You just have fun. People waiting on you hand and foot. I could live on a cruise, y'all. I mean, you don't make up your own bed. Man, just that in and of itself is worth it. You know what I'm saying? I'm joking. <laughs> but the truth is, you go on and you eat and you eat and you eat and you eat and you eat. And you just ate breakfast and you walk by, buffet you say, well, there's a little something to eat. I think I should eat right yeah and then when i get done eating let's go over there and eat some more i mean that's how it feels just a continual feast a continual grazing some of us need to stop this some of us need to get control of this this continual grazing but you know what the apostle paul is encouraging us to be continually grazing continually eating continually taking something in what is it though let joy be your continual feast not hate, not bitterness, not contention, not worry, not stress, not failure, not problems, not issues, not storms, but let joy be your continual feast. You're eating at the table of joy. Wasn't it? The, 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 the King uh, David in the Psalm 23 that said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff will comfort me, and thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He's saying, No matter what the circumstances are, just eat at the table of joy. Eat at the table of life. And Jesus is that life. Jesus is that joy. That's who he is. Come on, somebody, turn to your neighbor and say, spread the joy. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you. Everyone say it with me. Good news that will bring great joy for all the people. The Savior is born. This is the angels talking to the shepherds when Jesus was born. And he was saying to them, hey, it's happening. Hey, here it is. Hey, it's joy. It's not only going to give joy to you, but it's going to give joy to all of humanity. It's going to give joy. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, in the New International Version, it says this. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible, glorious, everybody say it, joy. Wow, some of us Christians really need to hear this again. I'm going to read that to you again. So though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible, glorious joy. See, this is the difference between relationship with Jesus and a religion your religion will not give you joy. It'll give you rules, but it will not give you joy. It'll give you dictates, but it will not give you joy. It'll even give you some moral instruction, but it will not give you joy because a thing like that, a word, a concept, an idea cannot truly give you real joy. Only God can give you real joy. Jesus, when he told the disciples, he said, I don't give you peace that the world gives you. I give you peace that the world can't give you. And the same applies for joy. We as believers should have some joy. So everyone smile at me real quick. Just show me those pearly whites. I want to see them. Just smile. Those of you who, who have masks on, that's okay. Just twinkle your eyes. I don't know. Listen. Listen, we should have some joy. If God saved you, If God took you out of darkness and put you into light, the Lord said you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That you should show forth the praises of him who brought you out of darkness into glorious light. If God really brought you out of darkness and put you in light, you should have some joy about that. If you can get happy about your favorite basketball team, your kid out there scores a goal, they finally got off the bench, and they score a goal, and you're like... Woo! And you're standing, you're yelling, you're throwing your hands up, you're shouting, something. I think you were Pentecostal. Your eternal significance should give you some joy. The fact that you're on your way to heaven and not on your way to hell should give you some joy. The fact that sin can no longer bind you and harm you and hurt you should give you some joy. But I think we get confused about what joy really is. Because we think joy is an emotion. We think joy is the same thing as happiness. Joy is not the same thing as happiness. Happiness is fleeting. And honestly, happiness is a choice. But listen, if you live your life by happiness, there's going to be no joy in it because sometimes you're just not happy. How many of you uh, would agree with that? Sometimes everything's just not worth, you know, it's just not, you're just not Cheerful. Sometimes you're just not like, you know, sometimes you're down and it even irritates you when you get around that one person that's always up. Have you met this person? They're always up. And you're like, God, do they have to always be smiling? I mean, do they ever have a bad day? We start talking about them like we're wishing bad, negative things on their life. I wish something would happen to you. I mean, that's what you're saying when you say, what's wrong with them? I mean, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Come on. You're mad? This is what I don't understand is that some preachers, I know that there are some people that need to go a little further in the word. I know that sometimes we're being a little too easy about certain things that are right and wrong. I know that there are a lot of preachers out there that are kind of covering things up. And I think we should preach the whole word. But it really bothers me when someone gets on another preacher for being positive. Like the gospel's not positive, y'all. Well, they just smile all the time and they always say something nice and they just don't, they don't, they're not putting it down there where the, you know, when people think like that, do you know what? They need a little bit of repentance and some joy, y'all, and maybe even a little happiness. You can choose, but you know what happiness, if you, if you, if you, if you put your, your, your focus and your heart and your life in the hands of happiness, that emotion happiness, what happens is it, 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 it literally It literally will put you on a roller coaster in life. Because sometimes when you get up in the morning, you don't feel... Well, and you don't feel happy. And sometimes you have to really get yourself together to go into work. And sometimes just coming to church is a difficult thing because everybody's upset. And we've had a hard week. And, man, that business still didn't go through. And, man, man, I just feel, I still feel bad. Or I don't, why are my kids acting right? Why isn't my spouse not getting along with me? What is the problem? Why are these issues occurring in my life? And can I just tell you, listen, can I just tell you? All of those things will put you on a roller coaster if you allow your emotions to rule your life. But joy is not about emotion. Joy is this, the ability of God as you trust him to come into your life and navigate your emotions or moderate your emotions. And when everything is up and down and around and around and you feel like you're on a merry go round, God can just say, stop, peace. It's important That we understand that joy is that fruit of the spirit that gets in our life that causes us to have this lack of internal conflict. Constantly stirred up, constantly irritated, constantly mad, constantly uh, off balance. God doesn't want that for you so he gives us something called joy. And we're going to do our best this year to spread the joy. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, the most redundant scripture in the Bible. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. The very word joy, is writ, it, 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 it means to have that assurance that God is in control and that calmness in your spirit, and, 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 and it brings out a happiness in you. It brings out a peace, it brings out a, a celebration in your heart. And you need to understand that, 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 that the Apostle Paul here is telling us not to just have joy, but he's saying rejoice. Yeah. Have joy over and over again. He says rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say, So here's what he's saying. Always have joy over and over and over again and again. Always have joy over and over and over again. Right. Turn your neighbor and say spread the joy. Now... Before you get, well, that was the Apostle Paul, and he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and he was the saint and holy and awesome, and he was just like you. Well, but he had the power of God, and so do you. And he had the Word of God. No, he didn't. He didn't have the New Testament. He was writing the New Testament, y'all. Think about that. Oh, what would I do? You probably memorize. You'd understand that the word is important to your life and it sustains you. And when the apostle Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always, he was saying, Come on, come on, have some joy. Well, but God was with him wherever, and, and he is with you. Yeah. And just for your information, he was writing this from prison thrown in prison for something that he shouldn't have been thrown in prison for. And he wasn't going, Let me out of prison. He was going, all right. In one epistle, he says, all right, they've locked me up. He literally says this, but they can't lock the gospel up. And so he starts writing and sending letters out to the churches. And that's what we have as our New Testament today joy, joy, regardless of circumstances, joy. Leading people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. That's our vision here at Summit Church. We're leading people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And and, and spreading the joy happens in many different ways. But in order to spread the joy, we must understand what joy really is. And as usual, we're going to continue to do all the annual ministries that we do. We're going to adopt schools like we have already. We're going to do I Heart Canyon. We're going to do the Foster Kids ministry. We're going to do the Epic Easter ministry. Uh, outreach that we do we're going to do summit church global all that we did in 2020 listen we kind of had a saying in 2020 we may have to do it different but we're still going to do it god's call didn't doesn't change well your circumstances are hard paul don't worry about it they put you in prison you could just just lay around you don't need to worry about getting the gospel out you don't need to worry about carrying forth the kingdom right come on somebody are y'all with me? You're like, well, I'll be with you when you get back on that joy stuff and rah rah, and let's go. Amen. Summit Church Global. We we were able to do many things, but we're going to continue that, and we're going to continue to support all the local outreaches and international ministries to do CareNet and the Unleashing Possibilities and Fill with hope, which used to be snack pack for kids, uh, the Ark Organization and Zion, the ministry in Israel. However, there's so much more than that to spreading the joy. Spreading the joy is a deep and wide vision for 2021. We're strengthening the believer and helping the hurting. You know, a lot of times we go to church or we're in churches and we say it's either strengthen the the believer or be evangelistic and the truth is a person who is building strength as a christian and growing will become evangelistic if it's if they're really following christ come on so we we, this year for us is about developing spiritual growth but also reaching the lost it's about strengthening the believer and helping the hurting it's about leading our church to lead the community to hope to joy to peace to love giving our lives on purpose to kindness and compassion to reach those who are in desperate need of joy. So what is joy? It is, it is not the menialness of some emotion of happiness. Joy, simply said, is just like truth, simply said. John chapter 14, verse 6, it said, I, Jesus himself speaking, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. And just like Jesus is the truth, Jesus is also the joy, Joy is the gospel of Jesus. Joy is a relationship with Jesus. Joy is deepening our relationship with Jesus. Joy is sharing Jesus with other people in every single way that we can. So three things. Number one, how do we connect joy to our vision, knowing God? You know, when the pandemic hit, something happened. Something that made me feel a bit like a failure. Something that made me feel like I'm not doing my job well. And I would imagine, and I, I, and I, can, I can probably speak for a lot of pastors I know, that they probably felt the same way. Because something happened that was astonishing to me and that is this. I saw a lot of people, Christians, believers, that when that pandemic hit, did not know what to do with that. That they, they, they were not in the word like they should have been. They were not studying their Bible for themselves. They were coming to church, hearing messages. They were being a part of a small group, being social, but they weren't really digging in for themselves. And I just saw a lot of people languishing spiritually, even going to the sidelines spiritually, even giving up spiritually, even people not knowing what to do. And then the worst part, I heard people starting spouting ideologies that are humanistic and worldly and worldly philosophies that literally are antithetical to the word of God and the Bible. And this, it it, it confused me. And it made me feel like what do we do to make sure that the people of God are in the Word of God and accomplishing the will of God? Because here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. You can't get ready for the battle after the battle starts. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy would that be if the enemy attacks your camp and you're just now putting your garments on, your your equipment on, your armor on. It's too late. We have to build our faith in moments of everyday consistency so that when we are faced with trials and devastations and circumstances and pandemics and issues and upheaval in our world, that we don't give up, we don't fret, but we stand. And let me tell you something. I know that they just say, you got to believe something. No, you don't got to believe something. You got to believe this. And I know they say, you just need to stand. No, you don't just need to stand. You need to stand on this. Because I'm going to tell you, those philosophies will not get you anywhere. They may sound like good in a classroom. They may sound good on Oprah. They may sound good on social media memes. But they will not transform your life. They will not give you peace. They will not give you joy. It's this. It's him. It's Jesus who does that. Come on, somebody. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something I never thought I would do. (laughs) Never in a million years. Because years ago, we stopped doing it. Not here, but before I even came here. Years ago, we stopped this because it was fairly ineffective in the world, in the church world. And many denominational churches still do it. And to be honest, a lot of them, it's very ineffective in their world. And we're not going to be ineffective at what we do, but we're going to do it. We're going to do something called School of the Bible, otherwise known as Sunday School. And you're like... But I already get up at 1030. You get up at 1030, please. Some of y'all get here at 1035. Especially since the pandemic, it's like I'm not going to be around people any more than I possibly can. And I understand that, believe me. But can I but can I tell you something? This is serious. (laughs) What has to happen before the church goes, This is serious? And it's not just serious in a sense of the world is doing these things and this stuff and we're scared and let's go hide in the church. No, it's serious that we have to be equipped and built up and strengthened and dedicated and committed to the king of kings and maybe have to say no to some other things so we could be more dedicated to him so that we can move forward and do kingdom purpose in this time. Because let me tell you something, whatever you believe about eschatology, you, you got to know we, we should be preparing ourselves. And I, I just this question keeps coming to my mind that, that Jesus was talking about, and I have to hurry. This question keeps coming in my mind that Jesus was talking about when he said, when I come back, will I find this kind of faith on the earth? And I hope when he looks at us, he can say, yes, yes, I found that kind of faith. So we were going to name it. School of the Bible, we we kept giving it the acronym SOB, but that didn't sound right. Uh, uh, Where y'all going? Oh, I'm going over that SOB. That ain't right. Don't do that. That ain't good. S O T B. Don't forget the T. T is very important. Bring some tea with you when you come. Number two, joy is freedom and purpose. When faced with current realities, we start asking questions like, what's my purpose? What does life really mean? What happens if? And you know, really, it has revealed to me, to myself, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me, it's revealed to me areas where I trust God and areas where I don't really trust God. We've got to get in that place where truly. We have this relationship with God where he, we know he's walking with us. He's with us. And when we get in that place of trust and that place of connection and that place of grace, what happens is it empowers us and it enables us. And we become what he wants us to become. And everybody now, though, a lot more people are starting to ask, what is it, what's my life? What's going to happen in my life? What happened? Listen, when, you, when you're facing serious circumstances and serious consequences of things that could be coming or things that have come, you start asking questions that mean something. And, and, and guys, listen, far too long as people, we have been not asking questions that mean anything. We've just been running and going. I believe what C.S. Lewis says that you don't really need to tempt, when he was talking about in the screw Tape Letters, a, 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 a parable about uh, the, seeing the kingdom com- combat from the perspective of hell, from the perspective of the devil and his demons. And, he, and Screwtape was a demon, and he was saying to him, you really don't have to tempt them with sin, just distract them. If you can just keep them distracted, we're all good. Guys, listen, it's time for us to start asking questions that mean something. It's time for us to start contemplating what meaning there is supposed to be in our lives. It's time for us to go to that place where maybe we've been avoiding, or maybe we've been saying somebody else can do that, or maybe we can say, I don't know if I'm ready for that, or if I'm equipped to do that. Or, no, no, no. You're going there to get equipped. We commit further so that, so that God can do in our lives what he wants to do. It's not really about you and your ability at all. It's about him. So, 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 so he says, what, what does life mean? We ask these questions. What purpose does God create for me? What are things that attempt to bind me or hold me back that I need to get rid of and and, and, and we, our solution to this, literally, honestly, is our growth track, what we call Summit Next. It's a part of a discipleship plan in your life that will help you move forward in your spiritual walk. And then also small groups, getting in a community of people who you can get vulnerable with and real with and say, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. Will you pray with me? Let's grow together. Listen, it amazes me how we think that when we're broke, we have to be broke alone. It amazes me when when we're hurting, we have to be hurting alone. When we are part of the body of Christ, you're never alone. Galatians chapter 22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance, faith, goodness, all. All of these things are born out of you when you have a relationship with God. Joy is born out of you. This assurance that God is in control and everything's going to be okay comes out of you. So when you go through that that summit next and you go through that small group and you're building these relationships and you're in the word, something starts changing on the inside of you. It transforms who you are and you start finding purpose and meaning in your everyday life. And the third and last thing is joy is... Everybody, this is a good one. Joy is sharing joy with someone who needs joy. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Every negative statistic that exists in our society is up. It's on the rise. In Las Vegas right now, I think it was Nevada, just the state of Nevada, they're right now trying to get back to school as fast as they can because they've had 18 or 20 teenage suicides because of the disconnection from... Listen, God created us to be connected. And when we're not, it messes with you. People need joy. Not, 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 not just a little bit of happiness. Hey, you're doing all right. Beep. No, you're not. It's that same kind of, we, we, do, we do helping people the same way that we do, you know, uh, saying hi to somebody. We'd be real encouraging. How you doing? When you say how you're doing to somebody, you're really just saying hello. You're not really saying, how are you doing? Come on, somebody. Don't worry. He's just playing for me. He's not about to do a special or something. y'all Some of y'all are looking at him like, what's happening? He's on the piano. He's still talking. It's okay. Listen. Listen, people need joy. Not a little bit of emotion, not a little uplift, not a little good meme. I send them a meme. Listen, I'm going to send you a meme. Joy is sharing joy with someone who needs joy. Well, if they need joy, what they're needing is that assurance. They're needing that confidence. They're needing that calmness in the inner conflict of their soul that can only be brought to peace by a relationship with jesus what they need is you to share the joy that you have with them because they are in desperate need of it and if somebody doesn't get it to them it doesn't matter what good thing they hear what good news comes out or what things change in the circumstances the situation in their life is still the same because even though everything around them could be good, the inside of them is empty and needs to be resolved. It's conflicted and it needs to be resolved. And that's what joy does. It brings resolve. So this year from start to finish we're calling this the hashtag the joy campaign. Didn't y'all, you know before social media that was a pound sign. That was on your phone hashtag spread the joy and as a church we're going to lead individuals to spread the joy weekly we're going to mobilize to spread the joy in every possible way we're going to spread the joy by acts of kindness and generosity intentionally on all purpose not because we thought of it out of the blue and every week in service, we're going to have what we call a spread the joy moment where you're going to hear testimonies of people who've done something this week that made a difference in someone else's life and brought them joy. We're going to do this by acts of kindness and generosity, by sacrifice and commitment, by serving and leading. How do we do this? We, we do this by sharing the gospel and discipling people. You know, we're all about, some of us may go to the extent where we would share Jesus with somebody. Most of us would just allow our pre- preacher to do it, which that's fine if, if that's what you want to do. Then you just be an inviter and bring them here and I'll do it. Or one of our pastors on staff will do it. But let me just say you something. We're having people saved in this building. We're having people saved online. We have a guy that got saved online, went through Summit Next, and is wanting to be baptized. We're figuring that out. We have a lady from California that gave her life to Jesus not long ago. Listen, listen, but there's more to this Christian life than you letting your pastor lead somebody to joy. It's every one of our responsibilities. I'm not just the ambassador for heaven. You're also the ambassador for heaven, the Bible says. So are you spreading that joy, not some... Flaky emotion but that joy the joy of peace the joy of confidence the joy of Christ into someone else's life and, and then and then walking out that journey with them not just leaving hey I planted the seed Boy, I feel good about myself no what happens to them now bring them into the house of God get them into your small group come on come on get them involved in the house let pray with them Answer their questions. When they mess up, because they will, say, it's okay. Just go to the Father. He's going to take care of it. I'll pray with you. Let's go. Come on. How do we do it? We help foster families. We we, we serve at church and in the community. Man, if you always just came to your mama's house and ate food at the table but never did the dishes, she's going to get tired of that, y'all. Ask any mom in here they got a meme for that you know what I'm saying you can't just come and eat you got to come and work gotta come and serve come on somebody <laughs> buy a meal for somebody it's such a blessing when someone buys a meal for you or when you get to buy a meal for someone mow a widow or a single mom's yard run errands for the elderly send an encouraging card or make an encouraging call hey You know that thing in your pocket? That actually makes phone calls. You can talk to to people. I don't know if you know that. I know you know you can write to them, but you can talk. You can actually hear their voice. It's crazy. (laughs) Come on. Slow down and notice someone. Look, there are people in our world right now that feel unheard and they feel unseen. They just need somebody to stop and listen. Be a mentor. Serve in the kids' ministry here at Summit Church and be a mentor to kids. Visit the elderly. Listen to someone who feels unheard. Give attention to someone who feels invisible. Bring Jesus into every situation. And if you say, well, there's some situations I don't really shouldn't be and he shouldn't want to be there. Well, then stop being in that situation. Come on, somebody say amen. Buy someone's groceries. Have you ever been behind somebody in the grocery line and you saw them putting things away because they didn't realize they had more than they... What if you just stepped up, if you had the money on you and just stepped up and bought that for them, say, go ahead and take that. I'm not feeling sorry for you. I just want to help you out and help you. Come on. Be there for someone who's grieving, going through some pain, lost a loved one, lost a business, lost a, some kind of situation in their life. Be there to listen, to hold their hand, to do something practical. We're working with local businesses and educators and community leaders to spread the joy. When we started having this thought, my wife came to me and she said, David, I really believe that this community is down. We're trying to be up. We're trying to work together. We're trying to do things, but we need to to take a leadership role in the city of Canyon and just start leading joy. Just start spreading joy. Just start helping people. Just start being kind. And I know we all do that kind of program thing here at Summit Church, but listen, it's more than that. I'm wanting you and me as individuals to every day intentionally get up in the morning and say, who's it going to be today God who you gonna bring past my path that I can bless or I can minister what opportunity are you gonna show me God I'm gonna intentionally do something I'm gonna set a little bit of money aside this week to make sure I can bless somebody at the end of the week I'm gonna do that I'm gonna change my budget a little bit I'm gonna change my plan I'm gonna involve that person who always seems like they're outside the bubble I'm gonna bring them inside there's no reason why they should be standing outside looking in we're family come on get in here Our goal is simply this more souls to be saved. I have a goal for you, Summit Church. I've been here I'm in my ninth year. Can you believe that? Oh, thanks. Four people, and one of them's on my staff is totally excited about that. But I would love it if this year, 2021, because it's not supposed to be good, it's supposed to be just bad as the 2020. Shut up. Stop listening to that junk. Turn it off. You know, if we'd turn it all off, they wouldn't have any more money and they'd stop. Anyway. I got to stop. What I'd love to see in 2021 is that we would have more salvations, more decisions for Christ. People actually who are saying, I'm going to follow Christ and then do it than we've had in all eight years and and you might say to yourself there's no way that's possible I'm going to tell you something I believe God is moving I believe God is moving in the earth and I believe he's touching people's hearts and I believe he's drawing people in and here's what I believe if we'll do our part if we'll do what God's called us to do it will happen I believe that listen listen our goal is to see lives transformed our goal is to see people physically healed our goal is to see marriages reconciled our goal is to see families restored purpose found, all the things we talked about today and we're doing this not because we're religious or anything we're doing this because we love our city we love Canyon, Texas Canyon, Texas is a special place but sometimes because we think of Canyon as such a special place that we forget that Canyon has people in it And the people in it, some of them are really hurting. Some of them really need Jesus. Some of them really need hope. Some of them really need a change in their life. Some of them you might think are very religious, but they don't know Jesus. Some of them just need our help. We love our city. And we're not just here to affect Canyon. We want to affect the entire Panhandle area and region. Why? Because that's what God's called us to do. We want to lead people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. (sighs) Jeremiah 29 7 says this, ask, uh, uh, excuse me, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city of which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you prosper. I want you to watch this as a good example of spreading the
5: joy.
3: Hey, we're the Bridges family and we just wanted to talk to you guys about um, an opportunity we had over Christmas break to help a family with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And um, this project was super special to Xander, who's a fourth grader. has been going through a lot and usually with Make-A-Wish Foundation they get to go somewhere fancy like Disney World or um, a big place like that but because of where we are in our country and traveling that's just not possible for him so he wanted to do something special for his room and we got to help repaint his room and um Steve and my husband made a great little Murphy bed that comes down for him he's really excited about it and it just really made our our break, getting to take a, take a moment to really see um, something important in someone's life. We really enjoyed the experience we had.
0: Um, I thought it was great because I got to help them Kate and I love to paint and it was just a great opportunity to help somebody that needed it more than I
2: could. And <clears throat> I guess just um, word of mouth, um, they've gotten my name about doing uh, something for Xander. Um, At the time, I didn't know the family, or um, I didn't think that I knew them. However, um, come to find out that I I knew of them through just in the past had met um, at church prior, um, several years ago, had met um, once, and then, but I never got to meet Xander. Um, And once I found out that he was a a fourth grader, as well, resonated with me since that's the the age that I teach and the grade that I teach, Um, and really just... uh, the opportunity to to be something at this time of year and to do something this time of year Um, and to end 2020, which was rough to start and throughout most of it. Um, But to end it on such a good note was really amazing. Um, And every, the times that we went over there, um, just getting to meet their family and Xander and um, just all of them have such a loving spirit.
3: We hope that you find something to spread the joy with this season too.
1: Yeah, 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 come on, that's worth praising God for right there. So spread the joy. Spread the joy. Do what you can with the giftings you have inside and outside the church to bring the joy of Jesus to someone else's life. That's really it in a nutshell. Do what you can with the talents and gifts that you have inside and outside the church to bring the joy of Jesus to someone else's life. Stephen, Danielle, that was a great testimony. I'm so thankful. Let's give them another big hand for... Now listen, they will be the... He probably got irritated me for doing that. They're, they'll be the first... They don't want any accolade. And that's not what this is about. It's not about accolade. Okay? It's not about showing people what you've done. But it is something we want to be public with. Listen to me very closely. Because the being public with it will not... You know, have you ever just been stirred because you saw someone else be blessed? I mean... That's what it's about. It's about giving glory to God by the blessing of someone else's life. It has nothing to do with us or the glory of us, but it's about Jesus. It's about God, and we want to be visible with it. We want it on social media. We want it we want because we want to start something that people in other parts of the community will just start doing it. They may not even know what it's connected to, but they'll just start doing it. Because wouldn't it be awesome if instead of all the negativity all the time and all the hardship all the time and all the difficult all the time, that people's needs started getting meet and people's lives started changing and people were kind to each other. And matter of fact, we found out that we could actually talk to somebody we disagreed with. Hey, y'all, this is real. This is real. I had a friend the other day, we talked on the phone. We disagreed about everything. We had a passionate debate. I mean... I disagreed with him on every single thing he said. He disagreed with me on every single thing I said. But when we got off the phone, I was like, man, I love you. Thanks for calling me. And he sent me a text later and said, I so respect the fact that we can disagree. And we still respect and love each other. Guys, listen. Life is too short. And eternity is too long. Amen. Amen. Let's get to about the business of spreading the joy. So, here's what I'd like for you to do. Everybody get your phones out real quick. And I, I just want you to text one word, spread the joy, to 94090. <laughs> I got it right. Yeah. I get, I'm getting claps right here. I, I know I can depend on the second row right here. But 94090 text, spread the joy, one word, and there's going to be a form that comes up. And, you know, if you haven't made a decision to follow Christ, check that box. If you need to get water baptized, check that box. If you need to go through Summit Next, check that box. If you need to go through to a small group, check that box. If you need to serve in some capacity, check, just whatever comes up that you want to be involved in, do this. Don't, listen, don't let me talk to, about all this that we're going to do and then not respond to it. Get your phone out and get to it. Get to business. Let's tell God we're, we're, we appreciate the fact that he spread the joy to us. And now he's given us the opportunity to spread the joy of his gospel, his grace, his love to someone else. I want to encourage you to, as you're standing, after you get done with that. Well, let's just, I'm going to give you a minute. While I'll give you a minute, let's just, let's just sing this song. And we'll end here in just a moment with this
4: is
1: to be a giver and I want to say thank you so much church for your generosity the kingdom purpose of Summit Church you know uh, Quinn said something on the video that our income was not affected by our uh, vision offering because last year we did not have a vision offering because covid hit right about the time we would have done that and that vision offering is usually substantial but you know god just he just evened it out he took care of us and isn't that the way god does and so i want to encourage you look get in the path and plan of the way god does things economically and that's by obeying his word in your giving and i'm telling you when you do that as you've done this last year and God will bless you, just like Quinn said, that you could be a greater blessing to your family, to the church, to the people, to the community. God wants to do that in your life. And God wants you to engage in that way. So I'd encourage you to you see the ways to give on the screen. It's simple, safe and secure. You can give right here with the envelope or you can give online and uh, would love to you, for you to take that step. I want to encourage you that we are going to do vision offerings this year hallelujah and uh we got some capital improvement things that we're going to do uh to the church uh and you know we like to use our church for the community and we have a lot of things a lot of uses in our church with the gym and this auditorium for the community and it wears and tears on it so we have some things that we want to try to do that we're talking about and researching and so i'll be letting you know more about that and you can give towards that as we go But in the long run, this is just the building. You're the church. But we are thankful for the building. Somebody say amen. Amen. I know too many church planters not to be thankful for the building. So I encourage you to give. And I want to bless you before you leave. And so I want them to sing this one more time. And here's what I want you to do. I know this word is in the declarative. But I want you to sing it the other way. I want you to sing the words about what's happening to up to you the lord it says the lord bless you and keep you i want you to say lord bless me and keep me make your face to shine upon me do that and i want you to make it really personal to you today it's not selfish it's it's a blessing and then i'm going to bless you before we go so if you just hold your hands out like this, just kind of as to receive a blessing, just say, God's going to give me something, I'm just going to hold it out like this, it's not weird, it's just kind of a step symbol of faith, just, hey, I'm going I'm to hold my hands out, God bless me. So let's sing it. you and keep you may he make his face to shine upon you may his countenance rest upon you may he be gracious to you may he turn his face toward you and give you peace and give you joy and give you love and give you grace I declare it in the name of Jesus Now go spread the joy.